Hello and welcome to the podcast, We Are Selling. My name's Lee Woodward, appearing on behalf of Realtair. Realtair is the platform of choice that allows you to pitch, sign and sell real estate. When we look at agents that move, could be from the city to the country, we've had people move from Melbourne to LA, you arrive somewhere and you are no one trying to become someone. And regardless of the skills you have, until you can get known, this game's very simple. It's about claiming doors. And I often say this in seminars myself when people say, I imagine if you worked around here, if I worked around here, I'd go really bad for about 18 months till I've claimed enough doors, met enough people that I could start being that transformational agent who's helping people move. And today's story is a fantastic one. Mr. Stuart Watts is joining us from Tamworth. He's on the line now. Stuart, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Lee, and thank you very much for the invite. What a great regional success story you are. And before we get into your incredible numbers and what you're doing down there in Tamworth, just a bit of background. What were you doing working in the city and why did you go to Tamworth? 2003 was when I first met you. I was working with a company called Shire Real Estate, Castle Hill. Uh, I think you were doing a little bit of sort of training for them when you were in your early days of training. I went from from there to a corporate position with professionals real estate. Initially, that was a BDM, so looking to bring new offers on, new offices on in the, um, let, let's say, the regional and the the outer line corridors of of Sydney and uh you know, because pros didn't really have a great footprint in the regional areas. I spent a lot of time sort of travelling around, getting an understanding of of just what was sort of working in areas such as that, and and, and really sort of discovered some of the beauties of, um, of of regional New South Wales. I'm a country boy. I was born in Barrow, grew up down there on a farm, and um, I guess from time to time, as I say, you'd You'd go into these regional areas and um, and think, well, it's probably not a bad lifestyle. And um, and we'd been in Sydney for oh, just on ten years. And Deb, my wife, had uh, just uh, just retired from the police service. Um, and I thought it was a good idea to move to Tamworth in 2011. That opportunity came up, and uh, I moved up here in August of 2011. Deb and the kids came here and. January of 2012, and I guess my my background in terms of you know that that corporate uh, understanding, having access to you in a lot of our training regime in the in the professionals as well, um, allowed me to to really hone the skills in different ways. Um, and I guess when I got to town, I didn't well I only knew five people in two streets when I first got to town in in August of 2011. Um, but my background allowed me to to really shoot the breeze and and get to know people and um, and then identify um, you know I guess sort of common relationships that I, that I wanted to form and um, and look to see where I could could build my profile and it doesn't happen overnight. There's no question you know there was times that that uh, I know Deb and the kids probably thought it was the wrong move to come to Tamworth, but um, but we stuck it out and. Uh, and opportunities kept presenting themselves, and now nutted about it was probably the greatest move I've ever made. And um, and it was a there's a there's an age old saying that it, it, it takes a village to raise a child, and um, and this was just a great village to raise our children. No doubt about it. 
my strategy is all about sort of low hanging fruit, I guess. When you're in a and and look, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a uh, lone wolf or a maverick in a lot of ways. Um, I just prefer to to sort of work by myself, and that's where the app realty business model works well for me. Is um, I've got a big support team up on the Gold Coast, and it allows me to get out and and really sort of be face to face in the trenches with with sellers and buyers and movers and shakers, and um, and that's really enabled me to. Um, to get a very strong market share um, this year, this this financial year, I'll do 120 sales. You know, there's a lot of blocks of land in that, so not all residential blocks of land. There's commercial blocks of land in that as well, but um, there's probably 60 or 70 of those would be established residential properties or established commercial properties. So a bit of a cross section there. Uh, my my strategy is all about your theory, owning the doors, and there's no question about that. To, that that makes a huge amount of sense, and I have what is a corridor that that I work in. That's um, pretty much from where I I live in North Tamworth down to um to Moore Creek. Probably not too many people will know the the fundamental geography of Tamworth, but that's a that's a corridor. That's the growth corridor in Tamworth. Currently, probably 750 to 800 homes. My plan is that uh, over the next little while, that'll grow to 1,200 homes because there's a lot of residential subdivision going on in there. And I just want to be, you know, the, the, have the major market share in that area. And uh, I probably have it now, but, um, but, but through pitch and owning doors, that's going to be my endeavor. And I'm sure that there's probably going to be some of my competitors listening to this thinking, well, what can we do to offset that? But <laughs> for, fortunately, um, yeah, I've got a very good foothold there now. And my intention is that I'll, I'll maintain that. So that, that's, that's the core of my residential business. Um, and then I do some developments as well with, with what is a very good friend and a, and, and a very prominent Tamworth citizen now. We're, we're doing a 71 lot subdivision in Katingle. And then as I say, commercial, um, is, is really a massive opportunity here in Tamworth because there's a huge amount of growth going on. A lot of new companies moving to town, spending a lot of money, building very, very, um, let's say, facilities of, of a boutique nature and then facilities of, of you know, I guess underpinning the growth that's going to happen in Tamworth. And, um, you know, there's some huge plans here. Like a company, our biggest employer is a company called Bayada and Bayada are in the chicken industry. Um, so pretty much every, they, they currently, they currently process 30,000 birds a week within Within two years, they want to be at 300,000 birds a week. And then within 10 years, they want to be at 3 million birds a week. So they're going to spend 750 million here in Tamworth over the next 10 years. They're going to build a lot of chook sheds, poultry abattoirs, et cetera, et cetera. And then their idea is that we will um, have a commercial, let's say, international airport here for which they'll be able to fly fresh produce to the Asian ports. So very similar to what Toowoomba does now. Tamworth's probably 15 to 20 years behind Toowoomba in terms of the growth. We're currently sitting at 65,000. I think Toowoomba's at 165,000. But the blueprint of Toowoomba is very similar to what Tamworth wants to achieve in terms of growth. And and I'm told we've just got far better sporting facilities than Toowoomba. So, Stuart, absolutely incredible. And as people listen to this interview, they start to understand that, yep, you came from that background Making the decision to be a professional salesperson, moving out of management, moving out of corporate, and making that decision to work by yourself, yes. how did you approach 
claiming doors yourself. Yes. How did you, and it must have gone through your mind, I hope this all goes well, because coming from management and leadership is very, it, it's a big jump to go straight back into listening, selling. What did you do? What did you focus on? Where the penny dropped for me was, and I'll put the, the sales plug in for you, Lee, you, you are my sales trainer of choice and always have been. So I've been to quite a few of the complete salespersons courses and um, each time I try and take something away and implement. Well, the last one I went to made a lot of sense in terms of the claiming door. So I'm very early because that was only back in April that I went to that. So I'm very early in the in the process. But what in the back of my mind, I've thought, well, okay, um, you know, at some stage I'm probably going to want to retire and I've established one hell of a business um, if one of my sons wants to take it over, well, I need systems in place for which they can do that. Or if I'm going to turn around and, and sell the goodwill, you've got to have some goodwill. You've got to have, be able to, be able to um, identify where that goodwill sits. And if you've got a, a relationship with this, you know, your patch, your core sort of focus market where you, where you're constantly sort of giving them updates and value added information. To me, that just makes a lot of sense because you want to really be the go-to person the moment that they think, well, it's time to come on the market. You want them to be thinking of you. And, and, and you've just you've got to have systems in place to maintain that front-of-mind presence. And what's worked best for you, Stu? Like if we look at your listing streams and your lead generation, like yes, you're a person who's very good at face-to-face relationships and can progress those relationships. But for anyone listening to this who's moving to regional, in regional, and think, how do I find enough business? What would be your advice? So my advice there is, and 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 I'm sure that Tamworth's not on its own in regards of the conservative nature. And it is a very conservative location, Tamworth. There's, you know, it's very Anglo-Saxon in a lot of ways. Um, I think we're certainly starting to see a, a lot of growth in, in other areas of, of culture as well, um, which is probably happening everywhere. And it's going to happen more and more as more and more migration happens. The regions are going to be, um, the population is going to grow as a result of the migrants that are coming to Australia. There's no question about that. Um, the way you'll do business in the future is going to continually change because of that, I think. But the beauty with Tamworth is when you do the right thing by somebody, I guess the the Bush Telegraph is very strong. Whilst it's a population of 65,000, you know, you're not too far removed from each other in that, you know, I guess in that process. And as I say, you do the right thing by somebody enough times, um, enough people, I guess, identify you for your skill set and and your ability. And um, so I get a lot of referral business now. And that took some time to get, no question about it. If I was to... To, to pick up stumps and go and relocate to another region, what would I, what would I do first? Well, the first thing you have to do is identify that patch you want to become the, you know, you want to become the dominant player in. And I would have thought that, and Lee, you've got the examples, the guys that have, have made those transitions. And I can't remember his name, but the guy that moved from Victoria up to the, to the Sunshine Coast. Is it Joel, somebody by yes, memory? Correct. You know, you look what he did. That that just goes to show when you've got a system and you've got the ability and and you've got the desire, it's going to take you a little while. But uh, there's no doubt you'll get market share if um, if you really focus on those those key elements, and that is providing a value adding service for which 
people can't not recognise. And then you'll get you'll get your first listing, and you do you know you do everything right in your first listing, and then that'll lead to your second. And then all of a sudden you've got half a dozen listings, and then from there it just keeps flowing, and it it, it will happen. But you need to have those systems, and those systems are. The, the, the pitch system just seems to me as though that it would be the smartest thing to implement wherever you go, but then be in a situation for which you identify that right area, become very much a Tristan Rowland spoke about it at the last, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've got to be able to influence all that space. So it's the schools, it's the, it's the Lions Club, it's the Rugby Club, it's, you know, the sporting clubs, it's, it's all of those you've got to be part of to be able to sort of, Establish the relationships and um, and and generate the opportunity. Again, for our listener, this is such an important question. You're a blended salesperson of residential, commercial, and industrial. Yes. How do you not see that different? How have you been able to do all three codes? Uh, look, it's it's one of those things that um, I'm probably blessed with a pretty good memory, and and I'm very good memory for stats. And when you've got a passion for something, you know, and I, I think they all blend together. Like people thinking that they might move to Tamworth. You've got to be able to, you know, you've got to be able to put your oar in the water and row the Tamworth boat like everybody else does and and, and sell the benefits of Tamworth. And, and, and so you've got to know what's going on in the commercial space to be able to sell a very good quality residential home, I think, because, you know, if it's, if it's a new doctor moving to town or if it's a new professional that's moving to town, you know, they want to know that they're moving to a town that's, uh, that, that's got some real vision. Once you've, once you've established yourself as a, as a quality agent, the actions are very much the same regardless of the, of the product that you're selling. What's been the highest price sale in commercial or industrial for you? I've sold a couple of $3 million properties in that space, but I've just listed a $7.5 million one. So that will be, that'll be a, a new benchmark for Tamworth Commercial because what it is is it's a it's a purpose built building for a blue chip tenant on a long lease with the right whale, you know, showing probably about a six and a half percent cap rate. It, it'll start to bring in some institutional investors and and will rock the socks of those guys that um, that that have been here in commercial for some time and um, have got let's say, very good commercial facilities and very good tenants, this will take it to the next level. So I'm really looking forward to to running through the whole process with that one because it'll help our whole focus on what is the growth of the, that commercial industrial space in Tamworth. And residential, what's an average residential property? What's a block of land worth in Tamworth for you? Interesting. So in 2011, when I got here, if we sold a property over 500000 mate, we were doing cartwheels down Pearl Street. <laughs> we really were. This year so far, I think I'm up to 15 residential properties over a million bucks. So for regional New South Wales, that's pretty good going, really, in the sense that, you know, I sold one, well, exchanges today for 1.25 million, 2,000 square block. It's a really, really nice build, about four or five years old, fully established, you know, with uh, landscaping and sheds and pools and everything, and it's just really well done. So look, it, it's it's up there, but the whole thing is that gives you the lifestyle. So for 1.25 million in Western Sydney, you wouldn't get anywhere near that caliber of home. And um, and I think what Tamworth then offers is the ability to probably pick up a job in a similar wage range to what you'd be getting paid in Western Sydney. But the benefits are we've got uh, very good schools, great sporting facilities. 
and a predictable 10 minutes to work every day. So if that's the case, you get a chance to spend more and more time with the kids. And I think that message is getting out there very strongly. And that's why strong regional areas are still growing. So, Stuart, again, just for those people that are listening to this and loving this story, in your regional success, you don't have a shop front. You work alone. Tell me the thinking behind that. What, what, what's been exciting about that for you? Very minimal overheads. <laughs> so, so, you know, I've really only got to sell one property a month and, um, and I've got everything covered. It's been a pretty good two years. I've got to tell you, I've probably average 10 to 12 sales a month for those, um, you know, for those two years. And as I say, there's, there's a, a fair percentage of block of land, the residential and commercial blocks of land in those 10 or 12 sales a month, but <laughs> I still deliver commission. And when that's the case, um, you know, you, you, you work with, with, without the pressures of having. So, so my time is now focused wholly and solely on, you know, managing my, um, my, my prospecting, focusing on where my next listing is going to come from and then identifying where I'm going to find the, find the buyer for that sale and make it happen. Pretty simple. And Stuart, the, the great thing about you is you can stay focused. You've got that business maturity where you're just getting on and you're doing it. How many yeah. owners would you carry it? Any, how many owners would you carry at any given time? So I've got 86 listings at the moment, but there's a lot of blocks of land in that. So I'm only dealing with three or four developers for what would be probably 80, 90% of those. So, so at any one time, I'm probably carrying anywhere between six and 10 residential established listings and that's more than enough really um it's at a point where i probably i like to get um a percentage of those sold before i really actively go out and get more so i don't i I don't ever want to put myself in a position where i'm carrying let's say 20 established individual clients um you know therefore i think that's where all the stress levels come into play and that's where you're not getting your balance right in regards of your life work balance as well I can be a little bit choosy and that's why I'm just really focused to be the king of the corridor because, you know, that is my marketplace. I will get opportunity outside of that with established residential and I'll pick and choose which ones I take of those. When you've got three or four very, very good developer clients, you know, you get a lot of stock out of that. And I've been at the footy watching my boys playing footy and sold blocks of land while I'm in the crowd. And, uh, <laughs> and that, and I have never met that buyer, but they, you get all their details and you make it happen. That appeals to me because, you know, if I've got good quality residential listings, I will allocate, you know, to, to do open homes and do what I need to do there. But if I can sort of manage it where I don't have to do that um, every week, that allows me to get away and, um, and, and do what I love doing on the weekends. And I'm sure we've, we've all got interests outside of being real estate agents on a Saturday. Well, Stuart, an absolute brilliant regional success story. I don't know when you wanted to make that move. Wife and kids weren't really on board with it. There was a, that's always a hard thing. And then you've got to keep that moving, but it's turned out incredibly well for all. Your boys have done incredibly well in sport. Another regional success story. What's happened there? <laughs> well, let's face it. We're all proud parents. And I'll go back to that quote that I made. You know, it takes a village to raise a child and, you know, fortunately here we, well, we had, we had them in a good primary school in, in Sydney, but when we got to Tamworth, um, they went to Tamworth Public, which is a very, very good school. Um, so my youngest boy, Mitch, uh, they both walked in the gate of, 
a 900-child school and knew no one, basically. Within 18 months, my youngest guy was voted school captain of uh, Tenworth Public, and then they both, they're both they both very, very sporting-focused. They went to a private school here called Calrothy, which is an Anglican school, and it, um, it was just a brilliant school for meeting very, very good quality um, friends. And on the back of that, we met those friends' families and we've made some great friends out of that and with common interests, you know, I guess two boys, they love their rugby. Mitch probably has been the success story of rugby in the northwest. He's uh, He was selected in the Junior Wallabies last year and realised his dream by, by being selected at number eight for the Junior Wallabies against the Junior All Blacks in the um, Oceanic. Pacific playoffs and um, was was voted man of the match when playing for Australia. So, so to do that from a little humble country town of Tamworth is quite an achievement. Um, now he's down in they're both down in Sydney. He's doing commerce. He's just signed a contract with the Western Force. Um, and Nathan's um, Nathan's in his last year of uh, of teaching actually. So he'll become he, he'll become a primary school teacher and then he wants to do his MBA I think and and get more and more into um, into that training space as well. So, Well, Stuart Watts, a fantastic story, and I'd like to thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, I have known you a long period of time, and to see you make that move and then make that move into being a professional salesperson and the way that you've done it, it is an absolute success story. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Lee. Thank you. And that concludes another program. For those of you coming to the live event, The Complete Salesperson Course, I will see you there. It is now touring around the country. And for anyone wishing to get started on the Realtair Pitch, Sign or Sell platform, go to realtair.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.